Welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. I am Cowboy. We got a guest host on the show. Guys, go ahead and introduce yourselves. What's up, KC? This is Lee 86. What it do is DB's 1492. What's the deal, KC? This Conway Boy 89. All right, all right, all right, man. We're going to go ahead and kick it off. With Bitch Mr. Money Bag, Pat Baby. Got the deal inked. We was all in shock when it happened. We did not expect it to happen this year. Uh, but it was a big money haul and a big signing for the future of the Kansas City Chiefs. Lee, what is your thoughts on a big money bag? Pat? Oh, yeah, man. Uh Pat, man. Um, whoo. Yeah, the the highest deal or the the most the the biggest deal in NFL history is well he's well deserving of that. This young man in his young career has already had the MVP of the NFL. He's a Super Bowl winner uh, and Super Bowl MVP winning quarterback. So it, 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 you know, like you said, Cal, uh, we were kind of shocked, you know, that it happened this year, but we all knew theoretically that this deal was going to get done. I mean, <laughs> that was a no-brainer. We just didn't know the magnitude of the time frame necessarily like you were speaking on. So I'm just glad that the Chiefs got this deal done. Um, the future is real bright for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, man, um, this is just – this is just um, we're already Super Bowl champions. And you add, you add Pat, you know, secure him for the next 12 years. It's just positive news for us and our Kansas City Chiefs. And and Beach, you was a big time uh, Pat fan from the beginning, man. So I know you're excited, man. What you think about the big signing deal, of Pat? Um, pretty much to uh, reiterate what uh, Lee was saying, I was surprised when it came across my phone as a notification. At first, I thought it was fake, and then I hit you guys in the chat and made sure that it was uh, confirmed because it was also um, it was just a tweet up by uh, Adam Schefter, I believe, or Ian Rappaport, one of those two. Um, but, I mean, it's good for the Chiefs. You know, you have, you know, his salary cap number in place for the next 12 years. So, you know what you got there. So, you can maneuver and do some things as far as the other players to surround him with some talent to uh, keep it going to, uh, you know, to compete for multiple uh, championship, multiple championships. Um, as as far as looking in towards the deal, um I mean, I, I mean, I guess if it's what Pat wanted, I mean, all hells to him. But I just don't kind of like the phrasing that they're trying to throw around as far as this is the biggest uh, contract in sports history, maybe NFL uh, history, as Lee uh, said previously, but not sports history since, you know, NFL uh, contracts aren't guaranteed. So with that caveat, I would, I would just – you know, refrain from just trying to say that it's the biggest in sports history, but as far as NFL history, uh, most definitely. So, I mean, he's well-deserving of it. And as long as both sides are happy, I mean, I guess I'm happy with it. So, Yeah, what I pretty much like baseball players been getting contracts like this for years. Yeah. So it's pretty much a baseball contract. Uh, but like you were saying, uh, like how the NFL players' uh, salaries are sometimes not guaranteed. Did they give him like a hundred and some odd million guarantee? Like, say, if he got hurt or unable to play again, he's already guaranteed. Yeah, it was like yes, he's guaranteed back. But if, if I just want to say, when you say baseball, baseball contracts are guaranteed no matter what the mm -hmm. price. So 
like you got Mike Trout for the uh, Los uh, Anna Los Angeles uh, Angels. He to me he has the biggest right. contract because his is what 125 million. But no matter what, if he gets injured, if they cut him and he doesn't perform, they still owe him all that money, no matter what. Yeah, yeah that's okay. a good point. That's a real good point that Beeks makes because that's why I made sure I treaded lightly was speaking on that, and I said NFL history, you know, but um, like Beats alluded to, the Mike Trout contract that um, that he currently has, you know, that's a massive win as well, but, you know, um, it, it is what it is, man. It's a, it's a big contract, and Pat is well-deserving of it. Mm-hmm. And as we are all Cheech fans, uh, Will, let me go ahead and get your thoughts on the Pats on it, man. Man, uh, I was just sitting back. I believe I was – just looking at some poker or something like that on Sports Center, eating me a little turkey sandwich or whatnot. And I seen the break on in, and uh, I tried to call you, but I believe you was at work, so I went on and got in contact with Lee and uh, was talking to Lee for a minute about that. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, it was a beautiful signing to me uh, because the only thing that happened was they only hit our, our salary cap this year thirty thousand dollars. That's it. Right, then, right. Uh, the rest of the years, you know, salary cap gonna go up in twenty twenty one to about thirty five mil, and then it just goes up after that one hundred and seven, and then one hundred sixty six, and then two hundred twelve million by twenty twenty four. So we have plenty of money to sign these players. Any other players that we need will pass. I just think it was a beautiful deal overall, man. I'm just glad we got him here for the next twelve years. That's right. Yeah, it's a beautiful deal, man. Great to have a great quarterback leading his team. And also, I like the way he talked about giving back to the city and how much he mm-hmm. loved his city. So, I, I can't wait to see what's going to come forth with Pat Mahomes in the next few years as for what he's going to do outside of football for the youth against the city. Um, but as for that, let's go into the Chiefs talk. Before we got onto the pad, uh, the podcast, uh, Leah hit us with some information, so I'll let you go ahead and take the reins on that. Big dog. Uh, yeah, as far as um, um, as far as Chiefs' latest and things of that nature, um, we know things have uh, been cemented in and stapled in with Pat, as we just spoke about. But um, the next current um, current Chief um, that's lingering um, is Chris Jones, um, who is very pivotal to this team. Um, was very instrumental to the Kansas City Chiefs becoming Super Bowl champions. Um, just some good news to kind of share uh, shared with everyone, to all our listeners. Um, the Chiefs and Chris Jones are in their extraction, um, sort of say, when it comes to contract negotiations with the Kansas City Chiefs and Chris Jones. Once again, things are not at a stalemate um, how we've been seeing these last couple months that, you know, there's no communication between the two. But um, from a couple of good, reputable sources that I follow and read, um, there is traction. So that is also good news on this Sunday evening as far as – as far as Chris Jones goes. And uh, Beast, what you think on a big Chris, on, uh, Chris Jones uh, traction that's going on? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, apparently, he's been liking, uh, I guess people have been uh, tweeting him. He's been um, 
liking the tweets as far as I saw one that said when your franchise uh, locks up uh, the franchise quarterback and for 12 years in the star deep lineman for like three or four and he liked that. So, And then he was up there tweeting like good vibes and something else um, mm-hmm. this weekend as well. Um, and in my opinion, I think the deal is done. You're just going to – they're not going to release a statement until uh, until tomorrow. Probably, so you probably get some more information. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's good that they locked those two up. So, I mean, and like I said, I've been a big uh, fan of Chris Jones. You know, aka Pay That Man. But Conway, what do you think about the Chris Jones traction that's developing within the Chiefs? Oh uh, man, I I really hope we can get something done, man. I don't care if it's a three-year deal, two-year deal for the time being. Uh, we just need to get something done, man, because he is just so, so viable on that defensive line. And, uh, I mean, we got a little bit over $6 million left uh, for our salary cap, man. And I just hope that we can get something done with Chris Jones, man. I was kind of mad that, you know, he kind of went to Twitter and things like that and was listening to uh, who is Le'Veon Bell. Talking about, yeah, he he told me this was going to happen. You can't listen to nobody like that, man, because Le'Veon is down in New York right, with a losing record, a sorry-ass team, and they ain't <laughs> doing nothing. So, I mean, money ain't everything, man. Come back with the champions and keep on playing, man. But I just really hope they get something, something done, man, here within the next couple of days. Yeah. And, like, I was – I was just gonna throw throw that in there, uh, like 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 how Will was saying, um, because um, when me and Will had got in contact and were speaking on the Pat thing, we had talked about this whole Chris Jones scenario, um, while we were speaking about Pat as well, and like I just told Will, man, it's one of them things to where Brett Veach and company is shown and still presently showing that they know how to operate this organization and keep these guys around. That's just not some, that's just not some tidbit or some caveat that you're hearing when they say they want to keep, they want to build a dynasty. They really do mean that. Mm -hmm. And the Kansas City Chiefs know, they know how pivotal Chris Jones is. And that's why I was telling Will, I'm not worried about it. We don't know when it's going to get done, but Chris Jones, I, I'm confident Chris Jones will be secure to play in the red and gold with the City Chiefs. And another thing, like I said, they did throw the tag at him, which was a little under 20 mil. Uh, I would have gladly took that, but I know he wants the, uh, the longevity, uh, the security. He if just you want to call it that because you know how contract. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah, he, he deserves it. And I agree. I mean, he he, he totally deserves mm-hmm. it. Uh, but uh, – and hopefully now, with with Chris Jones possibly being signed up, we can get some of these rookies. Because we haven't even signed any of our rookies yet, right? Nope. No. Right. So, I know they're wondering, like, what the hell, you know. So, definitely got to get these guys signed up as well. So, it's good to take care of the pay it forward to the guys that's been here. We got to get our, our youth, the future of the team, signed up as well. Uh. Like you were saying, it shows that Brad Veach and uh, Mr. Big Red is going to continue to keep this ball rolling. But this is another thing that I asked you guys uh, prior to the Chiefs signing of Pat, or well, extension of Pat. 
where do you guys see Big Red in the next or in this scenario of this? We know he's not going to be able to be with Pat for the whole 12 years. How much do y'all think that Big Red got in a tank to continue with these Chiefs? And who will possibly be his heir apparent when he leaves? I'll swing it to you first, Beats. Uh, I think he'll be there maybe for half of it, maybe, maybe four to five years, maybe if that. Because you never know, you know, his – not to wish anything bad on, but you know his health might start to yeah. deteriorate or something like that. I don't know. Um, but as far as a successor, I don't know because I know I know who you would like, but I don't think he's going to be here because I think next year Eric uh, Eric uh, how you say his last name? Me enemy is going to be a head coach for a uh, franchise next year. I think he's going to get a head coaching job next year, so I don't think he's going to be in the fold as far as um, being our uh, next uh, head coach. But as far as Reed goes, I say, you know, between four and six years of the, you know, next four, four to six years. I'm sorry. Um, like I said, um, the main thing is Big Red's health um, because he's going to um, be – in he's going to have the ingredients of success, a good team, and a good organization, coaching staff, quarterback, all the above. So there's going to be the ingredients of success mixed in also with his health. So with that being said, I'm I'm one of the guys that um I see Andy Reid being here at least at least bottom line eight more years to six Six to eight. I'm not going to say four to six. At least a six will be my my final lifeline answer. I give it six. And like I said, he's going to taste success in those six years. So it could very well be more because, like I said, I'm going to throw it out there again. Patrick Mahomes made the statement. Oh, yeah, I did some checking to make sure Big Red will still be around. He's not just going to say that and, and not have a true, you know, yeah, it's not a a C-minute in um, a, a, a reality? No, because like you like we said, Andy Reid's health would you know could become a question. But he pretty much got the green light from Big Red. Kid, I'll be here with you, stepping through the mosh pit, baby. So you know, um, <laughs> Big Red, Big Red will be here six to eight years and as far as his successor um if if when he does leave uh, i like the quarterback coach like we were talking about the other night uh beats brought him up i could see him being a andy reed you know uh a guy that you know just takes everything because he's the quarterback coach so he has all of andy reed's terminology and things of that nature so i wouldn't say eric the enemy once big red is done i like uh mike kafka our quarterback coach and short and sweet on that six to eight with andy being here when he's done the quarterback coach get a shot and kanye what you think man what i say kanye <laughs> <laughs> 2020. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. But yeah, uh, Conway, what you got, buddy? I would say Big Red be here for the next, uh, I'd say five to six years, man. Uh, 
I'm not really too um, too worried about his health, man. Because Big Red been looking good, man. Like he been yeah. dropping weight ever since he even came yes, to Kansas yes. City. Uh, so I would say about the next five to six years or so, man. But I was really hoping that Eric Bieniemy can stick it out that long. But I highly doubt it because he's too valuable, man. Um, that'd be a beautiful transition right there. You know, Big Red Lee retires Kansas City Chiefs head coach. And then Eric Bieniemy step in his shoes. But I know that's not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, man, I'll just get Big Red probably about five, six years, though, like I was saying. Uh, for me personally, uh, yeah, like you said, Big Red does look good, but I just, with his age, I would say two to four. Uh, and I think he may end up becoming some kind of consultant within the organization to help still, uh, mentor Pat along the way. But I don't mm-hmm. think Andy gone, I don't know. Like I said, six years is really pushing, but, uh, like I said, it's good we all got different opinions on that, but I'll say two to four. And yes, I would like uh, Big uh, EB to be the successor uh, with this new minority thing within the NFL. He may possibly be a different at a different location within the next year or two. But uh, I don't know. Uh, like you said, Lee with the quarterback coach, I'm pretty sure he'll stick around. That may be a good idea. But as a successor, I would like EB, but that probably won't happen. Uh, but anything else within the Chiefs organization that you guys want to tap on? Matt Moore. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. We resigned Matt Moore. Yeah. They released. Uh, Lee, go ahead. Yeah. Well, go ahead, uh, Beats. Well, I was just gonna say they released that uh rookie uh free agent uh from Michigan. I don't know his name, Shea Patterson, something like that. But they released him to make room for uh Matt Moore. Right. I think that's that dude uh, Lee was big on. You, you know who that dude was, right, Lee? The dude from Michigan? Uh, Yeah. Uh, his, like I said, I don't know his first name. I do know his uh, last name is Patterson or whatever. I just felt like uh, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't necessarily big on him. I felt like with the Chiefs drafting him, he's coming in and, you know, working with uh, Andy Reid and uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kafka and stuff like that. I just, you know, seen some potential in him. But, you know, um, just sticking within the guidelines. Um, that's why I brought that up the other day when when I seen that uh, with Matt Moore. I just felt that that was real, real big because we all seen um, live and direct last year what Matt Moore can do. Um, he understands the terminology of this offense. Um, this is just another good move. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm glad Beats threw his name up because this just shows again. Brett Veach sticking within the guidelines of this team to keep this team on the right path. Another good signing by Brett Veach and company to keep Matt Moore. I was really big on the Chiefs keeping him over Chad Henney. So, um, you know, Matt Moore had to test the waters to see if he can get a little bit more money. Nothing was there. I might as well come back to a uh, a, cha- a Super Bowl championship organization to be the backup for a pretty decent amount of change. So, Good deal for both sides. Mike, uh, Conway, what you think, man? I think it's uh, that was a pretty big signing, man. On that end, uh, kind of pretty glad that we actually bring him back, man. Because you never know what happens in the NFL, man. These quarterbacks are so fragile now these days. But uh, 
I'm glad we bringing him back, man, because we really need him. Uh, he helped us out big time when Pat was out. Nobody thought that he was going to step in and did what he did and win those games, but uh, he got it done for us. So I'm just glad we bringing a, a veteran back to the team. Yeah. And, and another thing I noticed about Matt Moore during the Super Bowl, he was very vocal to Pat. Uh, just from calming mm-hmm. him down, keeping his head mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, so I really do like this Matt Moore signing that we brought him back. Beats, what are your thoughts on Matt Moore? Uh, I like it for this year, this year only. Um, you can, in my opinion, you can uh, hit the, uh, you can get off the lot, Henny. In my opinion, you can go ahead and get off the lot. And then, as far as the, uh, as far as going forward uh, in uh, 2021 and beyond, I'd like to see that uh, the, uh, what's that player's name? I forgot his name, but we signed him from the XFL. As far as right. I like to see him get more of a shot, maybe that's why I think they brought Matt Moore back. Just as far as what's going on with the COVID and right. the uncertainty, as far as the season goes, you got somebody in here just in case something does happen. He knows the uh, office. You know, he has some. You know, you can at least be in the ball game with them, and you can you're able to win. You know, ball games with them. Um, but I like to see that uh, the other cat get the uh, backup uh, position long term, just in case. Forbid that it happens, just in case there is an injury to Pat. You can have somebody you can still kind of play the same offense, and he can kind of do the same type of things. It won't as far as as far as on the odds, it won't be as boring as when Matt Moore is in there. As far as the offense looks, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and. And I agree with you, Beats, because he is very mobile in the pocket. He has a nice arm, and he's and he's real athletic. So he adds that extra spice to the offense. Like you said, theoretically, I would want to see him get the get the long term uh, position as backup. But like I said, we can't we can't sneeze and slouch at the notion that Matt Moore went two and one as a starter while Pat was hurt. You take away those two balls games you're not looking at home field advantage your your path to the Super Bowl will not be as easy with those two games that Matt Moore came he really should have went undefeated but that's another thing but he did a real good job coming in and stumping through the mosh pit when Pat went down Mm -hmm. yeah another good pickup by the Chiefs man like I said beat goes on we gonna keep rolling but uh Let's get off into the Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. Uh, we was all kind of shocked about that. I remember we we were talking about this, and I believe uh, Lee and Beats uh, were referring to him going to the Pats, which I didn't think that it would ever happen. But he did show up looking like a black Zorro in a onesie. Uh, he was ready. To, he look, I mean, as for that, he looks good. Uh, but uh, let's get to talking about Pat, because, like, for me personally, we were all saying that we felt that the league was kind of trying to shun him like they kind of did Kaepernick. So uh, let's get off into uh, Cam. Lee, what do you think about the Cam Newton signing? Um, overall, I just uh, – I'm happy that Cam um, is is back on a NFL team. Um, I do like the fact that he's with Bill Belichick, someone that can, you know, keep him within the guidelines of the system in which he's trying to run. So that's big, man. I'm going to just, you know, because I want to just see everyone um, 
of have success and positive success, you know, in life. So, you know, um, he had um, he's had a real roller coaster career ever since he started in the Super Bowl. So um, it's just been uphill, up and down for him. So it's good to see him get with a winning organization in the New England Patriots. Um, short and sweet, like I said, kudos to him. Um, I think he will have success with Bill and the Patriots. That's a good football team. Um, it kind of changes the narrative a little bit as thus far in the AFC East. It makes that division a whole lot more interesting as we had spoke about previously before we did this show. Um, it's a good move. Um, I just I just want to see Cam, you know, uh, I hope he gets to some of the safe calls with Bill, with Bill Belichick running the show, you know, put him in safe. What I mean by safe calls, you know, towards the goal line, don't try to make him muscle it in just because he's Superman Cam. You know, give him some safe play calls where he's handing that thing off to his running back, kind of protect him a little bit, you know, um, because he was always a vengeful type of quarterback with the Carolina Panthers trying to get those tough yards and things of that nature. But overall, good signing, like you alluded to, Cal. Uh, me and Beats did say that it was uh it was a toss-up uh i could see systematically the patriots like i said and the uh los angeles chargers that will probably overall get cam i didn't think the patriots would but they they did so um those were my two teams i could only see for cam newton honestly with the patriots or the chargers and stuff he went to the patriots so hopefully everything works out for cam and like I said, the Carolina Panthers pretty much screwed him over anyway, cutting him after the free agent free agency uh, frenzy. Uh made him have to sit on the shelf like this. But I'm happy he got picked up by somebody. Beach, what are your thoughts on Pat? You mean Cam? I mean on Cam. On Cam, my bad. <laughs> um I am happy for Cam. Um, as far as, you know, getting another shot in the league. Um, I'm interested to see how this relationship between him and Bill Belichick is going to um, unfold because, you know, you know, it's in New England, it's the Patriot way. And, you know, Cam likes to have fun. You know, he likes to be flashy. You know, he likes to show off his, what he thinks is his fashion sense. And, you know, he likes to play, you know, if uh, I know I watched the uh, all or nothing of the Carolina Panthers from two years ago mm-hmm. and they you know, Kind of like the behind the scenes of, you know, the season. And Cam likes to have fun and joke around and play music. I don't see none of that happening in uh, in New England. Um, so I'm just interested to see how that relationship unfolds. Then I'm also just wondering if he will uh, start week one since, you know, he hasn't had any time with any other – I mean, as far as any time within the system or um, – Excuse me. Um, they haven't been able to get together. And there's the possibility that there's no uh, preseason game. So I'm I'm just interested in that. And then lastly, I am uh, a little bit upset in at the disrespect that the Patriots did sign him for uh, for a base salary of uh, 550k. Uh, I think that's very disrespectful for uh, they always do this to black athletes too, and especially black quarterbacks, low ballers. And so um, I'm just saying, as far as you know, he was a, he he went he took a team to a Super Bowl, and he was mm-hmm. one leading 
MVP. What other white quarterbacks do you know that have those accolades that only get signed for 550K for their base salary and then the rest of it is in, in uh, uh, of the contract is incentives? Um, you have several backup quarterbacks in this league. One, Chase Daniels. I can name plenty others that, I mean, you know, Chase Daniels is okay, but there's other backup quarterbacks in this league they don't even deserve to be in this league. It's getting paid way more than Cam. So I, I, I don't mean to go on the rant, but that just kind of pissed me off. So I just wanted to bring that up. So I think that's disrespectful. But hopefully he's betting on himself, and then hopefully he can, you know, have a good season and, uh, you know, uh, secure the bag next year. But I think that's highly disrespectful that they uh, sign Cam for that low. Yeah. And before I, I- – Hold on, before I chime in, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to go in on that real quick. I totally agree with what you just said on that, Beats, because they do screw black quarterbacks over. Uh, and also other black athletes, uh, as we can see. Uh, but as for Cam, like I said, he's looking good, man. He has been hurt. He has some injury issues. And a lot of people probably didn't feel that Cam's mind was on football during the duration of this time. But now it seems like he has a a chip on his shoulder. He's looking good. I think Cam's going to be a force for the Patriots. He's going to shake up that AFC East. Go ahead, Beast. I know, you, I mean, Ali, I know you're about yeah, to Yeah, I just that. wanted to throw this quick little tidbit in there. Uh, I'm on that as well um, because, like I said, this is uh, the second, third time we have spoke about this amongst us um, before we actually um, put it on put it on our pie and I agree with Beats you know because here it is that's exactly what I was saying here it is you didn't led a team the Carolina Panthers were 14 and 2 that year and should have been 15 and 1 16 and oh they were a really good football team and for Cam to you know I even think I, I back it up a little bit I think Matt Moore with his current um uh, contract extension with the Kansas City Chiefs he's currently getting more than what Cam Newton is getting and I just mm-hmm. yeah Cam New, uh Matt Moore is a uh he's a Super Bowl champion on a team but um Cam took took the team to the Super Bowl, and I just felt like his contract should have been a little bit more, you know, the, than that five fifty k base salary. That is kind of slap in the face, but he's been down, uh, he's been knocked down, been down. So it's it's only right for him to rewrite that narrative and get back on top. How I think he will be. And what do you think about it, uh, Conway? Um, I'm just glad that uh, <clears throat> that he got signed, got picked up by, you know, New England Patriots. Uh, this kind of short and sweet on Cam, man. I'm just hoping that uh, he can play the, the Patriots way. Like uh, Beach was saying, man, uh, it's either Belichick's way or nobody's way pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how, uh, how Cam is, man, how he's flashy and – you know, he loves to run the ball. He's always been like that since he's been in the NFL. But I think that Bill Belichick is going to try to make him more of a pocket quarterback. And I'm not sure if Cam's going to agree with that. But we just have to wait and see what unfolds in New England. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a great addition that uh, that they picked him up, man, because I think he's going to shake that division up as well, too. So, mm-hmm. 
And this, uh, just one, I just want to say this real quick before I swing it to you, Kyle. That is a very good observation, Beats had at first, because that does make some some of the NFL gurus and analysts wonder. You know, they drafted Stidham, you know, so um, and then Cam Newton is not making real big flashy money. So you kind of scratch your head and say, oh, when will, you know, I think the quarterback controversy has already began. <laughs> so that was a good observation by beats that is something to watch who's going to actually get the nod come week one mm. yeah like you said uh, cam ain't got his uh represent with the uh team so that's yeah that's pretty interesting but uh let's speaking of uh black quarterbacks let's go on to mr kaepernick uh he has some documentaries that's going to be aired on netflix i believe and Something I know something that was supposed to be popping up on ESPN. I'm not sure, but he has some stuff going on that's uh, documenting pretty much what he's been going on with him for the last four to five years. Uh, we know Colin Kaepernick is a black quarterback that was blackballed by the league. Uh, recently got a workout opportunity that we pretty much all think was just a publicity stunt. But uh, Lee, what do you think about Cap's documentaries that's coming up and things of that nature now? <sighs> It's just I'm really with this whole Kaepernick thing. I'm just kind of now it 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 is really just no it, it's nothing else. He, he 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 him and the NFL are never going to see eye to eye. Let's just put that out there now and get that clear. They are never going to see eye to eye. Um, I don't think. I would like to see Cam get a shot. They, they're they saying, you know, organizations are not going to, you know, play to that narrative and keep blackballing him and want to give him a shot, uh, things of that nature. Uh, um, so we'll see. Like I say, um, it's a day-to-day thing, but I don't think the Kaepernick in the NFL is going to go too far. I just think you're going to see more things with Kaepernick evolve like this, you know, um, documentaries and, you know, um, being being on talk shows, things of that nature. I just think he wants to be more of an activist versus a football player at this point in his life. And because, like I said, they're not going to see eye to eye. He that's his first love and his desire. But he knows it's going to be a circus and they're not going to see eye to eye. So I just think you're you're going to see and hear Kaepernick's voice in other ways versus being in the National Football League. Beats, what you got on Cap, man? I mean, it's. I mean, I don't really have nothing. I mean, Lee said it. I'm, that's all you're gonna get from Cap is. I mean, for Cap is um, documentaries and. I mean, I mean, I mean, and just activism. I mean, he's not playing in the NFL no more. I mean, they're not going to sign him. Mm-mm. They keep saying, "Oh no, we're yeah. not backballing him." If he, uh, you know, they give that little fluff that they want to give. Oh, we don't have no problem signing him, and then nobody ever signs him. So it's just BS to me. So, I, yeah. Only coach you heard, only coach you heard seeing and saying that stuff really like promoting the the Kaepernick stuff is the quarter is the uh, coach for the uh, Chargers, and so um, which is an African American coach. So, but you didn't hear none of that talk. I, I'm not saying Andy Reid or no one else who just 
blackballing him, but it was kind of like, oh, really? Like, come on, that was too, that was too, too catchy, too much of a giveaway that you have, you know, um, uh, another African American coach saying like promoting it, you know, to make you think that. But nah, he, he he's not gonna be in the NFL. What you got on the Conway? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, beats beats them nailed it, man. Uh, I don't think he'll he ever come back to the NFL, man. They'll probably bring him in uh, to throw around some footballs. That's about much. Probably not even that, man. Uh, they don't want him back in there. And I believe in this documentary, man. He's going to expose the NFL big time, man. And uh, I just can't wait. I just can't wait till it come out, man. But yeah, they did that, man. So dirty for for so long, man. So pretty much like B. Snell was saying, man. Uh, yeah, he ain't he ain't gonna come back. I don't believe he is either, man. He's just gonna be sitting back and talking and things of that nature. But that's about it, bro. Yeah, same here. Like I said, like you just said, that was big. What you just said, something in this documentary may spark something else within this NFL mm-hmm. that we didn't know about. So, uh, but he also did spark the movement, so we do appreciate him for that. It's a shame that his uh, career got put on hold due to it, but the NFL is and other uh, uh, sports are starting to uh, take heed to what he started four to five years ago. But um, another news of the NFL uh, that Beast brought to my attention, NFL executives and GMs, Personally did a poll, and they got a top 10 QBs in the league list. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read off the names, guys, and I'll let you guys uh, discuss and say who if you feel this person should be on there or not. But we already know our guy, Mr. Moneybag Pat, owns is number one. Mr. Jesse Spano treatment himself. Wilson is number two. AR comes in number three. Watson. For the uh, Texans is number four. Drew Brees, number five. Amar Jackson, number six. Brady, that currently was picked up by the Buccaneers, is number seven. Carson Wentz, I don't know why he's on this list, is number eight. Thank you. Dak, number nine. Stafford, number 10. You don't need to be on there. I'll, but I'll, since you brought this to the attention, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, um, yeah, I saw this on a uh, – I was just watching something on uh, YouTube and uh, – it was on uh, Colin Car- Car- the herd pretty much, and uh, he him he was talking to Tony Gonzalez about this. So I just thought it'd be something that we can just throw in here and we can discuss and have our little debate on who the top ten uh, quarterbacks are. I'm good with you know Mahomes being number one, Wilson being number two, Rogers being three. I would I would move uh, Deshaun down probably one or two. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, mm-hmm. I would. I would put Breeze after Rodgers. Right. And then mm-hmm. or or it's between him and Brady. I would I would go there and then I would go Watson, Lamar, then uh Dak. And then as far as those final two spots, um, I don't Carson Wentz should not be on this fucking list. I don't care how talented or however you view his talents. I'm I want production. So uh he hasn't done. Just diggling squat in this fucking league, except ride the bench when Nick Foles took him to the fucking Super Bowl. Um, Matthew Stafford, yeah, he's just like you know, Wentz. Yeah, he ha- he's the prototype, but he hasn't done anything in this league. Um, 
So to replace those two, oh shit. Um, uh, who can I put up there? You, 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 you can very well put Philip Rivers. As, yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, you can yeah. put him on that list over Wentz any day. And I guess, I mean, I know he was hurt last year, but you can put uh, the rapist uh, Roethlisberger in there too. Exactly. Those mm-hmm. would be the two. And that's exactly what I was going to say. The two quarterbacks that just that that just blew my mind. It was not on that list. Was Philip Rivers. And Ben Roethlisberger, you're talking about a multiple Super Bowl winning quarterback in Big Ben. Come on now, and then you put, and, and, and then you put, uh, and then you put the quarterback. Uh, who's, who was at the number four slot? You said number four, Watson. Uh, yeah, Watson. You Watson. put Watson over Drew Brees. Get out of here, Watson. He, he, no, no. Number like I said, number one, Pat, good. Number two, uh, who was the number two quarterback? Yeah, Wilson. Russell Wilson. I'm good with that. Number three, AR. Number four, Drew Brees. Number five, uh, Philip Brady. Rivers. Philip Rivers. Number you Philip Rivers over Brady? Yeah, number five. I'll take. I'll take number five. Put Brady there. I put Brady there. Number six, put put Philip Rivers in, and then the rest is a toss up, man. And then I'll say I give Deshaun Watson credit, but Lamar Jackson hasn't proven nothing to me, and Big Ben and Philip Rivers needs to be on that list. That's all I got on that. That list is terrible towards the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> Winston, yeah, yeah. Winston, Dak don't need to be on. Dak and two feet. I think Dak is a top ten. He he could be ten. Shit, Dak could be ten. Dak is not a top ten. Who would you put? Who would you put in front of him? Come on, then. Who would I put in front of him? You just Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. That's not you. You only went seven. You still got. You still got three slots. Count it off. Count it off. Do it when you say the names again and count it off. Pat, Pat, right. Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. AR, mm-hmm. Drew Brees. Okay. Tom Brady. Yeah. Big Ben. Okay. Philip Rivers. You still got three slots, buddy. Got Philip Rivers. I'm gonna go with um <sighs> I'm not going. Yeah, you hesitating, buddy. You hesitating. Uh, nah, Dak does not deserve to be on that list. He, he bullshit. Doesn't. Fuck that, man. I'll put it, man. I'll put Andy Dalton on that list before I put fucking oh, Dak Prescott on. Fuck out of here, Shit, I'll put Baker Mayfield. You can't name three other ones. So he does deserve to be on that list. I, in a way, I guess he do because I really can't because the rest of the other the quarterbacks is mediocre as fuck. It's mediocre and they're young. They haven't, they haven't done anything yet. Would y'all take Jer- uh, Jared Goff over? Jared Goff? Goff? Nah, hell no. Fuck no. Nigga, Goff still can't get yeah, Goff can't, can't do it. shit without Sean McVay up there fucking give him the uh, tell him what the defense is doing with them. 10 seconds of the fucking play clock going to zero. Hey, that's the same thing with Dak, though, too. He, nah, it, it's not It's not that bad. It, 
I'll give you that. Dak is limited, but he's nah. Right, right. I, I ain't never really sat and watched the Cowgirls game anyway, so I can't tell you if Dak deserved to be on this fucking list or not. Cool. But from the sign of him not, from the sign of him not getting paid yet, man, that was man, Jerry Lowballing his ass. Yeah, mm. well, I think Stafford uh, for the last one he does deserve to be on here. He's been getting it. I mean, he may not have the team or the flashiness. I guess for a proven quarterback. I mean, he's been good at that. Yeah, I agree with Matthew Stafford. That was another name. I couldn't think of it. Stafford deserves to be on there. I agree. He just plays for a terrible team. Mm, okay. <laughs> what about – what? would you put yeah, Kirk Cousins on there? Hell no. Yeah, I, I, and I thought about Kirk Cousins. I was thinking that. That's the only other one I but, could uh, think of. I mean, he did. They did. He did. They did do pretty decent last year under Kurt Hutchins. They got to the uh, what the uh, what the divisional round last year, something like that. I don't know. But like Lee, huh. in my point, I guess what Lee said that second half of that list is mm-hmm. <laughs> very tenacious. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think we all kind of chimed in on that one. But uh, let's go ahead and kick it off to this uh, bubble situation of the NBA. We touched bases on it a couple episodes ago, and we didn't really know too much info about it. But it looks like the league is set to start uh, towards the end or uh, towards the end of July. Uh, me personally, do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. It's different stuff talked about it every day. Different players saying they're in and they're out. Uh, but uh, Lee, what are, what are your thoughts on the NBA bubble talk? I I think it will happen. I just think it's it's set up for LeBron James and the Lakers to to be the ones in it or whatever. I just I think it's going to happen. It'd be it'd be nice to see something else on TV. You know, I'm pretty sure the ratings will be uh, sky high, um, and the NBA knows that. So, um, I mean, you had you got uh, Greg Popovich coming out the other day saying the bubble is the safest place to be um, as far as dealing with this pandemic and things of that nature. So, yeah, the NBA, uh, they're, they're going to make that bubble safe. Uh, those guys are going to be able to get tested right away. And, you know, the NBA knows the type of ramifications and the guidelines that they have on their hands to pull this off. I think it will get done, and I. But I just how competitive it will be, or how structured it will be, we don't know. But I, in my opinion, short and sweet, I do think it will get done. I just think that it's set up for LeBron James and the Lakers to do the damage. Beast, what's your thoughts on the bubble, man? Uh, kind of like uh, Lee, but I. I go back and forth. Sometimes I I know it's going to start because they're already down there pretty much. Um, I'm just I'm just concerned if if players start getting it, will they shut it down or will they just be like, well, fuck it. Well, you're just going to be quarantined and we're just going to continue on with this thing. All right. That's that's what I'm saying. There's just so many questions. Uh, what do you think, Conway? I believe, too, man, it's going to start. But uh, they might end up shutting it down, man, because I believe 
they they gonna start it, and then it's gonna it's gonna spill over. So many players gonna start getting this stuff, and yeah, man, it's just gonna be a disaster, I believe. And I seen something uh online with J.R. Smith. They got them quarantined in rooms by themselves. And uh, J.R. Smith basically was saying that they treating them like shit, man. Uh, they got they got <laughs> these little GPS watches and uh, they can't go outside their rooms and shit. And it checks their temperatures and their heart rates and all kind of shit. And J.R., I guess he got in trouble for it all, but... That's what he was saying. He was like, oh, shit, man, I got to cut my live off. I'm exposing the NF, uh, NBA. I'm in trouble. Mm. So, yeah, I seen some shit like that. It was on TMZ, man. But, uh, yeah, so basically JR was saying, man, they treat them like shit. They just had a lot of snack food in the rooms and shit. He was like, man, we got people making $20, 30000000 million. We can't get nothing good to eat, sack lunches and shit. But I guess it's just all trying to keep them safe, but we just have to wait and see how it's going to unfold, bro. Mm. And, yeah, uh, this is an ESPN analyst. I can't think of her name. Uh, the real cute light skin that always pops up with the black mask on. She was talking about how they was quarantining people. And they was uh, confined to the rooms and get three meals delivered to the rooms. They're not allowed to leave the rooms. But, uh, I mean, that's just how that's the new reality if we want to – See sports. Yeah, because I mean, you got to social distance. Yeah. Yeah, you leave the room and shit, you, you run the risk of getting it and then you spreading that shit to everybody else. Right. I mean, so just bring your PS4s and your Xbox and just, you know, get, keep your head ready for the game, man. That's all I can say. I know, you know, they used to having fast lives and being able to travel at the drop of a hat for a normal brother like myself. Shit, that's cool. I'll send that mm-hmm. motherfucker to you. In a minute. Make my little bat. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're normal. But, uh, yeah, that's what the NBA will see, man. Like, uh, we'll see what happens with it, man. Hopefully, it can kick off and players can remain safe and we can get it done. But uh, we'll have to see. But let's go to another topic that uh, we've all been kind of sp- split on. Uh, the Black Lives Matters organization. <laughs> uh, me personally, I have a lot of. I like to pick at Black Lives Matter because some things they stand on and some things they don't. Uh, if we've been noticing in the news, it's been a lot of killings, a lot of kids being killed. And I haven't heard anything from Black Lives Matters mm-hmm. at all. Uh, as for me, they speak up when it's a cop killing. And it's some, it's some talks of states trying to de-police, which I think matters is that and supporting that. You can speak up. Anchor said, not tonight, baby. It does that every time we get to talking some conscience shit, it cuts off. <laughs> every time the whole, I'm like, damn, the whole, the whole, the show's going by smooth. As soon as I mention Black Lives Matters, <laughs> not today, nigga. No. Uh, <laughs> Put it to rest, please. <laughs> right now, nigga. 
We don't want to hear your Black Lives Matter talk. Talk your sports talk. That's it, nigger. Don't talk conscious on this platform. <laughs> Do y'all remember that? Every time we talked about, you know, something um, other than sports or you, we try to bring something else in, it always cuts off. Yeah, it does. And I'm leaving this part. I'm leaving this part in. I'm not even going to edit it because it's the truth, man. When we get to talking conscious or try to talk some real shit, Anchor always cuts off. Yeah, it does. So we want to talk about Black Lives Matters. And like I said, I don't know where – I can't remember where it cut off. But to me, I'm just going to start it off again. Black Life Matters drops the ball when it comes to all these black killings other than cop killings. I'm just wondering what is their narrative. But, guys, this is an open conversation. So feel free to chime in. Yeah. I mean, black lives matter. Okay. Yeah. Black lives matter. But black African-Americans steady killing other African-American brothers. So does black lives really matter? And now it's to the point, innocent kids, kids, children are getting their lives took it. Okay? So, I mean, is it, like I said, man, is it really Black Lives Matter, or is it just uh, is it is it is 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 it something that we're just want to fabricate just because of the police ignorance and the police brutality and the police killings? Man, if it's gonna be a if it's gonna be a unified movement, unified movement. This black-on-black crime has to stop. It will never be looked at or perceived as being anything that's real or anything that is that, that needs to be taken seriously until, until us, until the African-American community nationwide can get that and realize we have to love our brothers and our sisters. Do we get that? Do black lives really matter? And that's my take on that, man. Short and sweet. With everything, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it, you know, standing up for what's right, people getting out here protesting, things of that nature. Not just African Americans, whites, Mexicans, you know, um, Hispanics, whatever, is out here fighting for the cause. But is it really? Is it really a cause that's, that's that really fighting for to really make a change, or is it just fabricated bullshit that says Black Lives Matter when kids out here dying and our own brothers have the blood of a, of a, of our other brothers on our hands? Black lives really matter, and that's where I stand with that. Feel free to chime in, guys. Like I said, this is an open discussion. Go ahead, Conway. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna try not to be too, too, too long. But, uh, it was uh, right before 
a day before uh, Father's Day, it was uh, I was down in Branson, Missouri, my fiance, family, we down there, and you know we kicking and having a good time. And then Saturday, we get a call that uh, one of my cousins has been shot and killed. And uh, we hear the story is that he got invited over to his mother's and his stepdad house for a Father's Day dinner that Saturday. Stepdad and him had altercations years ago, months ago, whatever the case may be. They got into fight scuffles, whatever. But anyway, he gets over there. Stepdad calls him to the back. Tell him he's not welcome. So my cousin's walking down the hallway, tell his mom, hey, mom, I'm about to leave. I'm not welcome, whatever. He's reaching down, getting ready to pick up his daughter. Gunshot, bam. Shot him in the back. Got down, shot him in his neck. Killed him right there in cold Ooh. blood, right in front of his mother, his grandfather, and his kids. Yeah. The stepdad went to jail. He got released the same day. He was a he was also a felon too. Uh, so so what? yeah. So I'm not understanding what what Wanda County uh, was doing on that. And he and he's still out as we speak. Just um, pretty much, man. We just we still doing the same old shit. Just killing each other each and every day. Uh, but when the cop do it. I would say a white cop do it. There's a there's a big big major problem, which is crazy, and I and I I really don't understand that shit, man. And um, yeah, man, it, it it's just a sad thing, man, that we, you know, I'm just out of town, and then next thing you know, the following week, we had to bury a loved one. And uh, yeah, man, it just. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a fucked up thing. It's just a fucked up thing all the way around, bro. And last night, my stepson, he, uh, he brought to my attention. He gets off at work at Top Golf over here in Overland Park, and uh, he was like, "Hey, stepdad, and those that 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 do know me, you know, my fiance." Stepkids is white. So I guess his manager yesterday asked a black waiter that works there, a young black man, what's the difference between a nigga and a nigger? Mm, damn. And he storms off, I guess, went to the back of the kitchen, told a couple of other cooks back there, brothers or whatnot, and they all walked out last night, including son my stepson like i don't understand why people is doing stuff like this man he he just wow. don't understand and, and he's 16 years old hmm. and and you know he's a part of the black lives uh matter movement too i mean he's like hey man i believe you know all lives matter but black lives do matter you know what i'm saying and it's just a sad world that we live in bro um yeah we just keep on killing each other and then we get mad when a white man do it to us. We just can't. We just can't keep on doing that shit, man. Uh, a young baby, baby legend, got killed. 
in cold blood, man. That's that's real sad right there. Thanks to uh, Frank Clark for, you know, paying up for the funeral and things like that. And the Chiefs also would be playing that first game in his name, too, as well. And then yesterday, baby uh, Olivia yesterday uh, over here in Argentina, over here in Kansas, got killed yesterday or the other day. And man, it's just, it's just a sad thing, man. They buried that little girl, man, like a little shallow grave and – it's it's man, it's just it's just a fucked up world that we live in, fellas. And yeah, her own father. Her. Yeah, yeah, and they talking about the stepmother uh has some a part to do with it too, man. It's 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 a fucked up world, man, that we just live in, man. I don't mm-hmm. have any, and I don't have any kids. I don't have yeah, I don't have any kids, but uh, for y'all that do have kids, man. Hold on to y'all kids, man, and tell them that y'all love them each and every day, man, because you just never know, man, what's going on. So that's pretty much my spill on it, man. Uh, um, Sorry to hear that about your family, man. Um, Yeah, that's pretty sad. Dang, just – I don't know how to – I guess I'm kind of conflicted on it, kind of like Lee – um, as far as Black Lives Matter, um, like I'm all supporting that, like you know, because you know, it, it all started with in Ferguson, as far as Mike Brown, and then that's how that actually started. And so, it was just a response to saying that Black Lives Matters too, but I guess they shortened it to Black Lives Matter now. As, as far as the organization as a whole, as it grew. As far as their agenda, I'm not too familiar what their agenda is. Like we had a, I think it was the last episode we did. Um, you know, I brought to the attention of the Act Blue that it that they're if you go to their website, their uh, website is powered uh, or backed behind Act Blue, which is a company that uh, helps uh, Democratic uh, politicians gain funding for their campaigns. So. Um, like I said in that episode, I uh, I would say again in this one, um, I don't necessarily have a problem with them um, contributing to uh, politicians' uh, campaigns as long if if the politician gets into office that they actually do, you know, things for black people. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. <laughs> but. Just like you guys have said, you bring up a good point that when, when it's other than um, police brutality, um, the organization doesn't speak up or say anything about those things. At least as far as I know, publicly or within the media, or no, or the media doesn't cover it. But as far as I know, and like you guys have said, I don't know. Um, I mean, it doesn't reflect that they say anything about when. When, uh, when there's black on black crime. But I would like to say, uh, just to kind of push back a little bit about it, I've been, because um, I know we've all had somebody in our families that uh, that we've lost to like gun violence or just violence in general. My thing is, um, this is just a question to everybody, um, as far as just saying it has to stop I've been hearing that since I was a kid, and it hasn't stopped, and that's it's been going on before I even got here. So, 
I'm thinking, what are, I'm asking, what are any solutions to, I don't think you can ever necessarily make it stop to be like, you know, 0%. Maybe you can cut it down a little, not even a little bit. Maybe you can cut it down by a significant margin as far as percentage, uh, percentages, percentages go, but do you have any uh, guy, do, guys? Do you have any solutions of of how we can um, stop violence in our community? As far as uh, I mean, my opinion has all, or my theory has always been, just speaking from a a city in which we reside, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas, whatever, all these urban and predominantly black neighborhoods. I see Kansas City, you know, um, you know, the uh, the the northern parts of Missouri, you know, tr- the city trying to, you know, build up certain neighborhoods to instill that togetherness and the equality uh, within those urban communities, you know, whether it's, you know, trying to fix things up add, um, and add things within the neighborhoods, you know, um, grocery stores, entertainment uh, things, things that you basically don't have to travel too far out to get to within your neighborhood where you don't have to go to Overland Park, Kansas or, or, you know, um, a glass stone and things of that nature. The, the, The equality and the, just the, the togetherness within the urban core communities and neighborhoods if i think that's always been the way um nationwide if if we can improve some of these neighborhoods and show some of these neighborhoods that hey there's an equality you know uh um not just for the rich but for the for the poor and you know the citizens middle class that that may not have have those avenues and things of nature to succeed in life, you know. So I think that's one of them. Just showing togetherness within these within these destructed neighborhoods and just show equality, love within the neighborhood. I think that's a first step. That's nationwide, not just Missouri in which we reside. That's all across the country. The neighborhoods, the black neighborhoods and black community need to feel the love and equality. And that's just my answer to your question. Well, I got a different spin on it. Uh, I agree with what Lee said. It does start with the urban cores, as a lot of people like to call the inner city and things of that nature, <clears throat> building up so utterly people doesn't have to travel so far to get groceries. If you travel within our city, there's no grocery stores within the urban parts mm-hmm. of the city. You may have mm-hmm. all these. It took them. Uh, I'm sorry, Kyle, I didn't mean to cut you off or whatever, but it took them forever to put that to put that sun first down there on 31st and Prospect. You know, then they all now, but you know, the, those are some of the things that I was speaking about. You know, the urban community not having to travel so far. It it was years that whole neighborhood down there in the hood didn't have no grocery stores to go to. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, big dog. 
And you can thank our uh, city councilman, uh, Jermaine uh, Reed, for building back up that area. Mm -hmm. He's a councilman mm -hmm. in that area. But um, as for me, it starts with family. Mm -hmm. It starts with a mother and a father raising their kids properly. If you're together or if you co-parent together, these women, it's a lot of women, black women, Mm -hmm. out here that's now allowing that's right. men to be that's right. fathers. That's where that's it's right. yeah. If you don't have a good positive male figure that you look up to, I looked at this, my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love sports, Kobe and all them, bro, but mm -hmm. my dad is a prime example of a man of somebody that I would want to be. No, I'm not with my mom, my daughter's uh, mom anymore. But we do co-parent, and he allows me to co-parent. There's a lot of men out here that can't see their sons. And a lot of boys is growing up following what they see or what they see the next fool doing. They want to do mm -hmm. We're We're not the younger generation anymore. These new generation dudes will shoot you for looking at them wrong, riding your car. Never they have no sense, no sense of guidance. They, they they too quick, too quick to grab a gun versus picking up your fist and boxing it in if you got to. You get your ass whooped, get your ass whooped. I was taught to fight. I, I, I wasn't taught to pick up a gun first. If we got some issues and he goes, mm -hmm. hey, let's go to the yard and let's get done. These boys don't have that mental capacity to even mm -hmm. think like that. They think, let's get the gun. Fuck it. I'm going to die young anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point, Cal. It starts with them. Like you said, man, um, you know, having our fathers to look up to. You know, yeah, we all had our, you know, our sports heroes and stuff like that. But there's so many, like you said, man, there's just so, so many young black males that you know, that just don't have that father figure or that 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 housing mentality where they have a mother and a father. So that was a very I just wanted to give you kudos, man, for that man, because that because that really is the harsh reality of, of it all. Someone can come up with plans to rebuild these neighborhoods and things of that nature. But if you don't have any home training or you don't know what it feels like for a father to love you or your mother to love you, you're not going to have no love, number one, for yourself. You really ain't gonna have no love for mm -hmm. anyone else. And it does start with, with the family structure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. <clears throat> Conway, you was well, going to answer? What's that? I said you was going to answer? No, nah, man, I pretty much disagree with pretty much what Calvin was saying, man. It, it do, mm -hmm. man. It all starts from your home, man. And I mean, my grandfather and my father, man, they they like my, my biggest heroes, man. I mean, they, they taught me how to fight like a man, never use a gun, Um I mean, now, you know, got to pack a gun every damn day. That's because these young, these young dudes out here. I mean, I'm still young, too, but still, man, this newer generation, they, mm -hmm. they ain't about shit, man. Be honest. Yeah. Uh, they just want to, they just want to end it quick. They just want to see somebody on the RIP on their shirt. 
They, yeah. think, they think that shit cute, man. That shit is not cute at all, man. And it's just it's just real sad, man, on, on both sides, man, on, on the Kansas side and Missouri side, man. But together, we as one, man. I don't, I don't believe, oh, it's this side and that side. Nah, we together as one, man. And it's just, it's just a real, real fucked up thing that we just got to deal with, man. And like I was saying, man, with y'all families, man, just... Just hold on tight to them. Just let them know y'all love them each and every day. I mean, I know you go through shit, but yeah, man, it's just it's it's real sad, man. That's that's about it. What I got to say, man. I was just gonna uh, add on to what Cal said because I know me and Cal when we talk, we kind of have these uh, conversations, and so I was just gonna bring some of that to the table because I do agree with what you said, Cal. It does start with the home and home training and having your mother and your father. And then as far, I just want to spread it even further than that. It has to start with the community as well, because I remember this a couple of weeks ago, I was cutting my mom's yard. I'm out there in the yard or whatever. This young man, you know, is walking by or wherever he's walking past me or whatever. So, you know, I try to speak to him and say, Hey man, how you doing? You know, just say what's up or whatever. This nigga looked at me like I was crazy or some shit. Like, I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> No, no, just dead serious. Like, I was like, just thinking right. to myself, like, damn, bro, I just said, what's up? Like, nigga, I have no problem right. with you. Like, I'm just, and I think, I think that's another thing that, you know, uh, us as, uh, as a community, as, as a black community, like, we don't, I mean, when we walk down the street and you see somebody, we don't say hello to, no, we don't say hello to each other unless we actually, like, know you. But if we don't, we don't, we don't speak to each other like that. What do you think about it? Um, and then I also I was just going to say, just to kind of wrap, at least wrap up my portion, as far as I know we're kind of getting towards that point um, where we're with all this Black Lives Matter that we are starting to support and even create more Black businesses and supporting Black businesses. Um, I think we still need to do that and create an economic base. Um, you know, control our own, uh, you know, media the way, you know, we see ourselves because we don't own any media outlets. If you really think about it, I think there's one person that owns an outlet and that's the, I forgot his name, but that's the weather channel. I believe we don't even own BET. If you think about it, I mean, I know people don't really watch that no more, but I'm just saying it's it's supposed to be a black station, but we don't even own that. Um, it ain't BJ Bench. This is Bob Johnson. So. Exactly. So I mean, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. As far as we, like you, like we all been saying. But first, it starts off in the home, and, and then it also starts with we have to love ourselves, and we have. To, and I'll just say this: we have to think as, as a group, and not individualistic. In my opinion, as far as a, as a black community, we got to think about togetherness. As far as individualistic, and I just leave it at that. And like I said, we can sit and talk about this type of stuff, but it's, it's going to take a group. It's going to take us, mm-hmm. uh, people that like-minded, mm-hmm. to start to develop stuff as for making changes within our community, like Lee was saying, with the equality. It's not equal within our city. We have to travel for clothes. We have to travel mm-hmm. for food, uh, furniture. Uh, we need to start trying to build up within our community making sure the black dollar stays within the community. We need to start trying to open up revenues as far as entertainment, uh, media outlets, like Beat said, because we don't have any. 
uh, it's a lot of brothers and sisters on YouTube that I watch mm-hmm. that uh, has channels and, mm-hmm. and speaks on a lot of this stuff that we talk about mm-hmm. that I watch every day. Right. But uh, like I said, that's not their own platform. They're using somebody else to, to get it out. Right. There, there you yeah. go. And a lot of and a lot of times when you're uh, when they're sending out stuff because of the content that they're talking, they're not going to be notify you that they're dropping stuff. You got to make sure you just catch them and check their pages. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot that we can say that needs to be done. But like I said, you go to the Mexican Hispanic community. They have blocks. Right. Mm-hmm. A certain area where you can go within Wyandot, mm-hmm. you go down Independence Avenue, where the Hispanic companies have their own market. I mean, Hispanic people mm-hmm. have their own markets, their own stores. I believe in Wyandot, they got their own bank too, don't they? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so, pretty much. Even yeah. uh, down there off of 18th Street and Expressway, that's mm-hmm. so fresh, that's built down there. Bro, that's that's might as well say that's the Mexican store right there. That's sun fresh. Yeah, right. That show is mm-hmm. right. That's the only pretty much biggest store that's that's down there in the inner city. Really, is uh is that sun fresh? Other than that, uh, if you go up State Avenue and stuff like that, bro, you only got save a lot in the inner city of Wyandotte County. Other than that, you got to go all the way out to um the Legends. Just to go to neighborhood Walmart, or you got to go across 18th Street Expressway just to hit the neighborhood Walmart down that way too. Mm. It's sad, man. I mean, they they didn't took everything out of the uh, out of the city, and like I said, man, I stay out here in Overland Park, bro. I mean, it's it's pretty much everything, everything out here, and I just wish that the mm-hmm. inner city kids and stuff like that can have the same thing that. That's out here. That's nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah. Not, yeah. not yeah. just the metropolitan in which we reside in, like I was speaking on. That's a nationwide problem. You got that problem in the state of Philadelphia right now. You have that problem in the state of Louisiana right now. Chicago, mm-hmm. the list goes and on and on. It's just uh mm-hmm. it's a level, it's a level of equality that is off balance. And first and foremost, the black community has to own up to it. The households ain't too damn shabby themselves either. So you have a mixture of those two exactly. things. And it's just it's just a depressing, it's a depressing and despair situation. Bottom line, and it's just not metropolitan in which we reside. That's nationwide, globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can get it off into a bunch of stuff, man, because, I, you know, I ain't going to just blame my black women. There's some black males out here that ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And there's some black women. Oh, out very here, much right? so. Very yeah, much so. Got a lot of the, a lot of the black women want to be hot girls, hot girl summer and all that shit. And you got your dudes that want to be dope boys and all that shit. And that shit's played out, man. It's time to raise our kids. It's time to raise our youth. It's time to build our communities mm-hmm. up. That's what it's time to do. That's what's cool. When we had Black Wall Street, we didn't, they didn't want for nothing. They had a, they had an idea. They had a plan. Mm-hmm. It was dismantled because they knew, hey, damn, these motherfuckers bringing in too many dollars within their own community. Yeah, it was just it was dismantled. But we got a way. To, it's a way that we can get it done in our community today. We have the resources. We have the technology. Why can't it be done today? Exactly. Well, it just it starts with us. Start, you can't yeah, wait. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. 
we can't wait for them to do it because they if we do we've been doing that. If you if you really want to be honest with, we've been waiting. Just to be frank, we've been waiting on the white man. I, I just said point back and forth. We've been waiting on that, and you mm-hmm. still it still ain't never, it ain't gonna never come. We gotta do. It. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. right. It starts within the unity within your community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can go on and on right. on this stuff here. And all oh, yeah. uh, one thing I want. Go, go ahead. Hello. Hey, Cal. You there? You there? Is he there? Uh, I didn't have to go ahead. Go ahead. I thought... He he got he got disconnected. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, me... Yeah, I don't see him. Try to punch. Maybe you can try to send it to him again or something. Try to punch him back in. Sorry about that. Yeah, he was trying. To, he was trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you, boy. When we get to talking this real stuff, anchor don't like. Mm-hmm. It. The airway, the airways start to get entangled. (laughs) 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 Yeah, my bad, fellas. But yeah, man, one one thing I want to throw in over the weekend, I was looking on Facebook and um, they was down uh, Quindaro Avenue, man, my old hood. Man, it was so so many um, black black owned stuff that they were doing down there. Man, there's so many things like from making you know glassware to shirts to you know food, mm-hmm. you name it. Man, I was surprised it was so much out there, man. So mm-hmm. we got the resources, man. We just gotta we just gotta stick with it and 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 just do the damn thing, man. That's it. Yeah, and it's like another another thing with us, or within the black community, everybody want to upstage everybody. You know what I'm saying? Versus being unified. Just imagine that we can get unified mm-hmm. and build stuff. That means everybody gonna have, everybody gonna look good, everybody gonna shine. Right. Our community is gonna look good. Our kids are gonna have more of a positive attitude towards life. They gonna want they, when they start to seek other things other than what the the shit that they see going outside their doors is going to motivate them. I hate to say it. When I started working in steamer, I never seen big ass houses like that. I never was in certain areas of the city like that. And working for them Mm -hmm. opened my mind up like, damn, okay, I can possibly get this. Oh, I'm meeting this person. He's telling me this. Oh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. It opened my eyes because all I knew was the hood. All I knew was the area I'm at. Exactly. Right. I didn't know mm-hmm. nothing else. Yep, same here. So, yeah, it, but we, it, it takes us to to change this stuff and give them something different to look at. If they seeing the same thing, that's all they gonna know, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, I said it starts with the home base first. That's right. But, uh, um, anything else you guys got? Do you want to uh, reiterate in on? I was gonna throw this one uh topic in here. Y'all all right. Um, you know that the uh Washington is is uh bound to uh change their name this week, they uh quote unquote says. Um I saw an article this morning or maybe it was yesterday by the Kansas City Star 
and they were proposing should maybe the Chiefs change their name. Um, I read, I skimmed, I didn't read the article. I skimmed through it right before we kind of got on here. Um, there is a group of uh, Native Americans that uh, that I guess do see a problem with the name. Not necessarily the name. It's it's a, it's it's um, they have a problem with the tomahawk chalk, and then they also have a problem with the. Uh, the name of the stadium being Arrowhead. And then they also have a problem with, uh, what's that thing with, uh, the horse war paint. I just wanted to mm-hmm. see what your guys thoughts on, on that. And then also, um, cause earlier I was talking to uh, Tasha about this and, you know, I live here in Lawrence and then Lawrence has a big, uh, native, uh, population out here. And so she's friends with a couple of them. So she texts one of her uh, friends and uh, he texts back and said he does him personally. He doesn't have a uh, a problem with the name Chiefs. He loves, you know, he's a Chiefs fan himself. Uh, but I guess his concerns was pretty much he like it's the same thing that was in that article in the start was, the you know, um, as far as the tomahawk talk, as far as, you know, them doing that during the game and then the war paint thing. And then people um, dressing up in, like, Indian headdresses as far as, like, the Chiefs or something like that. Um, he had a problem with that also, and I guess. But uh, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on the topic. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, with the whole with the whole thing, Arrowhead, uh, war paint, um, you know, the arrowhead, the tomahawk chalk. Yeah, that is heritage. That's 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 uh, straddling a, a very thin line, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it does become a, a talk or a, a issue of the heritage of Indians and things of that nature, Native Americans. So um, that is something to keep 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 your eyes on. Um, as far as that, you know, I just think um, I just think it's not too 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 much too too big of much of a big of a deal versus the Redskins. And so I just think with the Chiefs, it you know they kind of have to you know take a look at that because that is something that, like I was saying, straddles along that fence of the Native Americans' heritage. I'll let you go, Will. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is their heritage. I mean, but, I mean, it's been going on for years and years. Uh, I just wonder, is they actually going to do something with it? But I heard that the Redskins was possibly uh, about to change their names and stuff over. Uh, I wonder if Kansas City going to have to do it as well. Uh, I mean, it won't. Won't make me mad if it do happen. I mean, because, hey, that is their heritage. And, I mean, if they feel that's disrespectful, hey, it's disrespectful. And, I mean, go ahead and change it if y'all, if y'all really need to. But, yeah, I ain't got too much too much on it, though. Uh, as for me, the fucking guy, Christopher Columbus, <laughs> who felt that he discovered America as he thought he was in India. So that's where the name Indians came from. His silly ass thing, he was somewhere else and he was over here and they, uh-huh. they mm-hmm. are Native Americans 
And I totally agree. They were a race that was disrespected and wiped out just as much as the Jewish and just as much as the black. Mm -hmm. But as for me, as for the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs stands for someone that's in power within the Native Americans, the the tribal leader. So I I don't feel that it's really a disrespectful name, but I'm not a Native Native American and they may feel a certain different way about it. as for the, the tomahawk chalk and all those things, and if they feel it's disrespectful to their culture, then we'll have to remove it. But as for the Chiefs and the Arrowhead, I mean, I just don't see how that disrespect. skins, I can see that. But, right. I mean, as for the Chiefs, man, I mean, it'll be hard to be calling them something else. It'll be hard to be calling Arrowhead well, something else. That's, that's what I think. I think really the – I think really the copyrights of the Kansas City Chiefs and Arrowhead Base or the Arrowhead Stadium, that's safe. But when it becomes things of start trying to basically, you know, um, recopy their, their their heritage, like with the Tomahawk Chalk, I think that's really where you're getting at. And it's funny that beats it's in the war paint yeah. because they really like have like 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 the uh like the entertainment people dressed up as Indians and things of that nature when war paint runs out onto the field. So I think that's really what the Chiefs will really kind of have to dumb it down a little bit just to be safe. Um is the tomahawk chalk and as far as the war pay ritual. Yeah. I, and they just, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, well, since I've been going out to a few games, I actually haven't been seeing uh, war paint go out like that, though. To be honest, um, I think they kind of did that's away why with that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out because – they brought it back. It's like I don't think war paint is something that they do every now and then. They don't the do it every yeah. no, every game or nothing. Yeah. I think the last time I seen war paint was, oh boy, um, uh, man, yeah, it's I, been a while. I, mean, I think because, it's been uh, at least two to three seasons, something like that. I think they did it on one of them Monday night games where they had war paint run out. But it's been a while. It's not. It's not very often. That's why I said I think the Chiefs are, are you know, in, in safe on safe ground versus the Washington Redskins. And and another thing, I think they were trying to do away with the live animals because y'all remember at that college game. I think it was uh, uh, Oklahoma. What did it get? Chuck Wagon. Yeah. Which was on the wagon. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And motherfucker tipped over. Right. I, that's why I think, yeah, a lot of them like they they doing away with that and uh, like the live uh, uh, pyrotech and all that stuff, the live flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I I'm not Native American, right. but I agree. Like I said, like they're they're one of the other races that was tormented in this country, just like we yeah. were. So, well, I just I just wanted to you bring know. that to the folk, but there is a. Uh, I for, like I said, I skimmed through the article so fast. Uh, I would just have to go back and read it because it's it's pretty intensive and it's pretty long. But there is a uh, a group that's I guess going to be I guess going to be start trying to push push them in that direction to either change it or change some of those uh, game day uh, festivities as far as the tomahawk chalk and the war paint 
and, and you know and all that stuff so i don't and then like i said there's some there's some native americans that don't see it as offensive and then there's some that do so i i mean but like like the rest of you guys said if it offends them and you got to change it it's not going to affect me either way i'll still support you know the team or whatever whatever you would call them but you know right. if, if it comes down to it i mean it is what it is Right, and for some reason, like it's been going on with the Redskins for a while now. Nothing like I believe it when I see it. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. The only thing I think that really uh, pushed it this time is that you got you got Nike that took the the took the uh, their merchandise off their website, so they're not making money off of any merchandise with that now. And you got FedEx involved as far as the sponsorship on the stadium. Saying mm-hmm. that they have to change it or they're going to lose that money from that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it's going to have to get changed. We're starting to affect the dollars. And I also heard uh, three of the minority uh, owners is back trying to sell their yep. stock and they're having a hard time. Right. right. Cool. We'll see what happens, mm-hmm. man. So I can say. But uh, with that, you guys you got, got anything else that you feel we need to touch on? Nah, nah. All right. Well, this concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. I'm Cowboy. If you're checking for me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram as Calvyah Beastly. Checking for you. What can they find? BB's 1492 on all social media platforms. Lee 86. Hit me up on Facebook at Radham Jones, man. Interact. It's good to be back to all our listeners. You know, um, hope you guys enjoy the show and Appreciate all the support from everyone listening, you know, hitting us up, seeing us, seeing us out in the commute, you know, um, giving, giving props to Sports Talk KC. Um, we appreciate all the love and, and support, man. Everyone stay safe and, you know, uh, continue to spread the love. Will, they checking for you? You can find me on Facebook and uh, Instagram on William Conway and that's it, man. I appreciate you guys for letting me get back on the show again, man. It's been a pleasure, and it's always a pleasure, brothers. Oh, yeah, man. Always, always, always big ups. Always big ups to have you on the show, Conway. Yes, sir. Now I'm about to rest his ass up in the air after this surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You make sure make sure you go ahead and make your BLTs in advance so you won't have to get up in the middle of the night and prepare them, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we'll be back. When, uh, that, that concludes the episode, man. Thanks. Entanglement. <laughs> in a minute. Control, control your hood. Control your hood. Like that. <laughs> <laughs>